Hello and welcome to the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast. I'm so happy you're here. In these episodes, we will dive deep into the idea of peace. What is it? Is it even attainable? Everyone wants it. So how can we make it manifest? Along with my own experiences, you will also hear uplifting stories from inspirational people who are building peace in their own lives and the world around them. We are on the threshold of a new society, looking at where science meets spirituality. And these stories are a call to action to help overcome division and build a better society for all concerned. Join me on this thought-provoking journey to explore ways we can all amplify peace and love. Welcome back to another episode of the Peace and Love Amplifiers podcast. Today, I have with me a very special guest. Her name is Lisa Parker, and she is one of the founders of Peace Day Philly. Peace Day Philly promotes and collaborates on programming related to personal, local, and or global peace on or around the United Nations International Day of Peace, called Peace Day, which happens every September 21st. Peace Day Philly was founded in 2011 by a small group of individuals and organizational representatives, including the UN Association of Greater Philadelphia. As a grassroots initiative, PDP, or Peace Day Philly, became a formal nonprofit in 2013. And as of 2018, Peace Day Philly became a non-governmental organization, an NGO affiliated with the United Nations. So today with me, I have one of those key people from the very beginning, Lisa Parker. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. When I first started doing this, I'm like, I can't wait to have Lisa Parker on this podcast. Oh, I'm so so happy to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Great to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you, even though we're we're seeing each other through Zoom and it's it's April of 2021 right now and the sun is shining brightly and you're sitting outside and it looks it looks wonderful. So welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So what brought you to doing and forming Peace Day Philly? What was the the initiative? Well, I learned about the International Day of Peace in 2009, actually. Uh, I saw a documentary film by a British filmmaker who had his own NGO and was promoting Peace Day. And it just inspired me so much, this idea of a global day of peace. And so I, you know, was interested in it, but I didn't quite know what to do with it. And 2010 came around, I went back to my old school and I did a soccer event called One Day, One Goal, which is a global initiative for people to get together and play soccer on Peace Day. Generally, sides that don't get along usually and mm-hmm. find, find that place of solidarity within the game. So we did, a, did an event there that was really um, successful. And then things got quiet and I reached out to some people, but it was a little bit of fits and starts. And then we started meeting as a group in the beginning of 2011. So it took a little while for it to to move to that level. 
And I really wasn't like looking to lead any initiative, but pretty soon it was clear that we needed a leader and there wasn't anyone else who was stepping up to that. So my inspiration about the day kind of eclipsed my fear of, of being, you know, in that leadership role. I'm, I'm much more comfortable like in a, as a support person. So this is really stepping out for me into new territory. <laughs> But I'm born and raised in Philadelphia, and Philly's my town. And I thought, how wonderful to bring Peace Day to Philadelphia. So that's how it got started. That's amazing. That truly is amazing. I mean, you saw it, you were inspired by it, and you made it happen. And I remember we met, Dan Kahn introduced us, and I had him on the podcast a few episodes ago. And he's like, you really need to meet Lisa Parker. She's right in your backyard. And because I'm in South Jersey. So I went over the bridge and, and we met. I, I forget. I think it was like around University City. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at Drexel. Yeah. 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 And you know, we just, we met and we, I was like, this is amazing. This, this woman has, you know, just a, a passion for building peace. And so, you know, it's been going on since 2000, you know, your event happens every year. It seems to have really expanded over the past few years. I mean, I, I see like there's, it's the week, you know, or almost two weeks of events that you pull together. So what, what has that, what's that journey been like to go from just your small you and then a core group of people and then to what it is today. What's that journey been like? Yeah, well, in 2011, we did three programs. We did some talks about various peace topics. We did a Skype with youth from Egypt about, it was in the time of the Arab Spring, talking about that. And then we had a concert in the evening at the Ethical Society and all of which are free and open to the public. And we have maintained that throughout when we're collaborating with an organization or putting together a program, we want it to be free. We, we don't want any barriers to participation. So that was 2011. And then through the years, it's kind of gone up and down. There have been years where we've had like 35 events and that's when we've done outreach to different organizations and basically given them Peace Day as a platform for them to show off or do something related to the peace work and justice work that they're doing. And so I'm a social worker by training. So my network was more in the social work area, but a lot of social workers are building peace and justice too. So that worked out. And yeah, so we've had years where we've had 25 events. We've had years where we've had 10 events. It kind of just depends on how the outreach goes and and the interest in other organizations wanting to get involved. So last year was very different. We did everything virtually. We did 11 programs in seven days, which went really, really well. We had great turnout. And there are actually some advantages to doing things virtually. We got some people involved, even from other countries that wouldn't have been involved if we had done a program in a, in a physical space. So we definitely are planning to do some virtual and some in-person programs coming up for this year. 
Yeah, I, I think that this has been a blessing in disguise, all this virtual meeting, because you're right. I mean, we're able, so it's so much easier to just, you know, pop onto your computer and and really engage in the talk and to be able to have people from other countries and other regions find you and find the events and share their own stories. Just, I'm, I'm sure it makes it so much more relevant and meaningful for all the participants. I'm so just thrilled by, by what you've done and what you have been able to accomplish. How has it been in your own life? I mean, you said that this is kind of pushing you out of your comfort zone, right? You know, to me that that's like, definitely you have, this is your heart's work because you're, you're doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's definitely been a journey. I would say that having the small core team that, that I have has made it possible without the five or six people that meet with me every month that, that share ideas that help create the programs. I don't think I would be able to do it. You know, I take charge of the organizational things and the social media and the website and a lot of the outreach, but I still get a lot from the team. And um, so I'm ever grateful to them because they all do this as a volunteer, just as I do. Peace Day Philly is a volunteer organization. So they work as volunteers as I do. So I would say that first. And then as far as my journey, I definitely was challenged in the earlier years, having not been in a situation of such kind of visible planner of events and having events with lots of different moving pieces. I'd done some program development as a social worker, but hadn't done programming in a while and certainly hadn't done anything that was like, a, you know, performers and speakers and, you know, everything mixed up. So I carved out kind of a challenging role for myself and the events went well overall, but I was either exhausted or, you know, got grumpy because somebody didn't show up or whatever. And, you know, I kept saying to myself, I have to, you know, have the spirit of peace in me to do this work. And so it was a real struggle for me when I would get upset or stressed out when something would happen and, you know, it would be a problem. I had to really help myself. And so in the past five years, I've done much better. I, you know, use stress management. I use meditation and that has really helped me. And one of our initial core team members who doesn't work with us anymore, but she's sort of a friend of Peace Day Philly. She always talked about building peace in peace. Mm. And so that's what I've been trying to do, especially for the last five years is building peace in peace. And sometimes that means letting some things go. Sometimes that means things aren't perfect and somebody doesn't show up, but that's okay. And so it's been a a long road for me from, you know, feeling very, you know, tense and nervous about how things are going to go to where I am now, where I'm hopefully, you know, managing it in a a much calmer way, in a more peaceful way, and letting things develop, letting programs develop, and letting go of programs when they don't have 
enough support or enough kind of content around them, just letting them fall away and, and doing where there's, where there's energy and there's urgency. And so it's really helped me to become a more peaceful person, I have to say. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I talk about on this podcast a lot is that we're not sitting on a mountaintop in meditation all day. We're, we're doing the work We're you know, whether it's families or work or organizing something that's so grand as, you know, a week's long citywide event. And so, yeah, I mean, to build peace in peace, that is what just hits home because I, I'm the same way because I, I would rather just sit on my couch and watch a movie or rather than like, you know, plan a party. You know, I'm I'm not that person. But so when I have to get into that role, it's so out of my comfort zone that any little thing that, you know, gets quote unquote messed up, I know I, I get upset. I get frustrated. I can get grumpy and snap at people. And it's that just that remembering, okay take a breath. It's everything is okay. In the grand scheme, you know, this is, this is, you know, this event will happen and it'll be perfect the way it is. And, you know, all mm-hmm. the, those things that you tell yourself and you grow to tell yourself. And so, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a learning process mm-hmm. to be able to work in that space. And letting go a lot, letting go, you know, when people don't show up or when people do something different from what they said they were going to do, just not fighting that, just letting that be and knowing that no program is, is perfect and kind of getting that idea of everything has to go just so out of my consciousness because there are always things that could be better. And then the energy around it, and again, this comes back to the core team, you know, we work very well together. We're very respectful of one another. We disagree sometimes, but we're not disagreeable with each other. And I think, I think we've functioned as a group in a very peaceful way. I think I was the one that had trouble, you know, as an individual, kind of putting a lot of pressure on myself, feeling responsible for the initiative. And that made me stressed and made me not a peaceful person sometimes. And again, so for the past five years, I've definitely been really working hard at how to build peace in peace to really treasure all the collaborations and the relationships that we've been able to form to, um, we just had our 10th year last September to look back and see all the incredible organizations that have done things for Peace Day and having two mayors come to our our programs and many, many other things. So important that we continue to do this work and and build peace in peace. And that for me is a necessity to continue this work, especially as volunteers. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You get volunteers and you get voluntold, you know, like you can, I voluntold you to do something. That's, (laughs) you know, a lot of organizations can get that way. And so having that respect for each other and being, like you said, disagreeing without being disagreeable is, is huge. It's huge on an organizational level, you know, and I think more of us need to learn how to do that, you know, and even if it's a, 
you know, with the polarization of families now, you know, it's really easy to, to get upset with those closest or to, you know, anyone, but it's like, you know, to be able to kind of stay in your center, stay in your peace is just so imperative, especially when there's so much disagreeable things that we can, we can find disagreement on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to do the work, to get, to move forward, we really need to, to have that respect for the people that we're talking to. And um, yeah. And the team has different strengths. Different team members have different strengths. So over the years, we've really learned what people are good at and what they like to do. And, and so, you know, if it's something in particular, oh, that's, that's so-and-so can, you know, really get their hands dirty with that. So, you know, we know each other now and we know the things that we like to do and find meaningful. And, and that helps as well in terms of determining what we're going to do each year. But we do kind of look to what's happening in the world every year. And so every year our calendar looks different. We have different kinds of, of events. A couple of years ago when the whole idea of welcoming cities was happening we did a program about refugees and immigrants in Philadelphia and last year in the wake of uh, George Floyd's murder last summer we did a program this past peace day on racial reckoning and so we like to see what's happening in the world and and have at least one or two of our programs be relevant to specific things that are you know, happening in real time. So because of that, we're, we're always developing around this time is when we are really developing the programs and seeing what's going to be possible for this year. But I remember my son is now 15. And I remember taking him to a, a fair, I made this peace dove and I took him to this fair and I took the peace dove with me. And I was so excited to talk about Peace Day. So people kept asking me, what is that? I said, oh, today's the International Day of Peace. Have you ever heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) So going from that to, you know, having this team and, you know, being 10 years doing this work, it's been, it's been quite a journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the fact that it's only getting bigger, you know, in the city you had stuff at city hall last year or the year before, didn't you have like, mm-hmm. I know you were in Rittenhouse square. That's where I saw you. We, there was a, an event there. And so it was, it's just like, just so impressive to me. It's I, I'm so impressed by you and the fact that you're doing it anyway, you know, even though it's, it's scary and, you know, putting yourself out there, but you know, and it's like with anything you, you get better at it, you do it and you learn and it's your comfort zone gets a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. So I think that's a huge life lesson for, you know, for any kid and, you know, for your son to see, to experience that along with you, you know, and growing up in that, that's going to be really cool for him, I would think. But yeah, well, he was one of the reasons that I, looked at my own behavior in a more um, critical way because he came to some of our earlier programs and and really um, 
wanting him to see me build peace and peace was important to me. And when I didn't, or when I was home and getting ready to go out to an event and I'm running around and I can't find the name tags and I'm, you know, I'm getting annoyed and everything, you know, that happens. And later on, I come back and I say, I'm sorry. I, you know, but what I do is I learn from that and I learn to be more organized and I learn to take more time. And I also learn to say no to certain things that are going to be too complicated that we're not going to be able to pull off. And that takes taking away some ego, you know, to say that would be a fantastic thing, but I'm not sure we have the capability to do that. And those are some of the reasons why, you know, I've been able to, that, that this change has, has occurred and certainly wanting my son to see me doing positive peace work. And that's another thing about Peace Day Philly. There are a lot of organizations in, in Philly doing amazing work that's anti-violence work and and there's totally place for that but what peace day philly does is we try to promote and generate positive peace because we feel like that is how we're going to create a more peaceful world the anti-violence efforts are absolutely needed that's just not what we do we focus on the positive peace and and building positive peace because we believe that that's that's the route to, you know, to a better world. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's, you know, one of the things I talk about here is, is that self-love begets inner peace, inner peace begets world peace, therefore self-love begets world peace. So when we have that self-love, when more of more of us have that really deep down love of self, as a being of spirit, of source, of God, whatever, if you believe in that kind of thing, you know, just that, and everyone is equal, you, everyone has the same capacity of, of an inner connection and inner guidance that we're all equal, we're all one, then it's easier to be able to create peace, that positive piece that you're talking about, you know, and, and walk into a store and, or walk down the street emanating that, you know, and, and people can pick up on that. And that's, that's the, the really cool thing is when you intentionally create your peaceful self inside filled with love, filled with peace, it, people, you can walk into a room and, you know, they may not know what's going on, but you kind of feel a difference, you know, you feel like, oh, that person is, and all that's is, is science is proven by science now, you know, how you can walk into a room and tell that people were just arguing the same thing that you can tell when someone walks into a room and they're just like filled with love and joy. They're, they, they, people will gravitate to them. So being that person, building peace in peace, you know, all of that is, it's just a beautiful thing, you know, so. Well, and we always talk about personal, local, and global peace, and all three being interrelated. And we always have programs about personal peace, local peace, and global peace. We make sure to have that as part of our complement every year when we do our week's worth of events around September 21st. But we always talk about how it begins with the personal. It, it begins with 
our personal attitudes, our personal beliefs, our personal values, how we want to treat each other. So we always start there, even though looking at local peace and global peace is extremely important. We have to start with the personal peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. What's going on with this upcoming September? Like if people were to want to participate or if they wanted to find out more information, like what's a good way for them to get involved or to follow along what's going on for September? Cause we're, we're in April now. So we have May, June, July, August, like four months away. <laughs> oh no, I didn't realize that. No, <laughs> it's been a little slow this year because of COVID. So we're not exactly sure. I mean, we're definitely going to have an outdoor event. We're probably going to have a concert at the ethical society if we feel like people are comfortable enough, people wear masks and so forth, we just, we're going to have to decide that over the summer when we see, you know, how well everybody's getting vaccinated and so forth. But we definitely want to do our program in Rittenhouse Square, which we've always tried to have with drumming and singing and words from the global stage, you know, words from the United Nations about peace and about the International Day of Peace and local messages as well about building a more peaceful city that I hope we can do and that will be outside. But if people want to get involved, please go to our website, peacedayphilly.org. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and watch us there. The events, once they're finalized, are put up on the website so people can go to the events section and see what's available. But for now, they can just kind of learn more about Peace Day Philly. You can look at our past events, some of our events that we've had, what they've kind of looked like. And then there's tons of information in the section called What Can You Do? Because as a social worker, I I always was grappling with, okay, so there's Peace Day, but what do you do? What are we actually doing? So we created all these uh, categories, children and youth, the environment, social justice, and then talked about what you can do in each of those areas. So that's all in the website. So people, we hope, will look at that section and kind of get inspired to do what they want to do because that's as important as us you know, creating programs. It's other organizations and even individuals saying, hey, I'm gonna make a commitment to this. I'm gonna do such and such for Peace Day. So that I would say is the first way to get involved is to check out the website. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if they do an action, it's, it's great. But if they do that action in peace, that's, you know, it's even better, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we're feeding the field peace and, you know, this field of interconnection. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you and for peace day, 2021. And so I ask this question of everyone that I have on the podcast. If the world were a perfect place right now, what would it look like in Lisa's eyes? Oh boy. <laughs> Save the best for last. You know. It's it's a world where we all respect each other across all lines, across gender, across race, across religion, where we look at what's similar about ourselves more than what's different 
and the differences we celebrate and we learn from instead of pushing them away. It means people learning how to interact in ways that are constructive because conflict with people will always exist. It's always going to be part of our nature, but how we deal with that conflict is very important. So for us to learn the skills needed to, you know, be in a conversation rather than an argument, um, Mm -hmm. make it a conversation and that we're open to new information so that if someone says something that we're not familiar with, that we don't just discount it because it's different from what we think. We, we consider it, we think about it, we learn more about it, and maybe we expand our own mindset because of it. So, I mean, it also would mean all the practical stuff of getting rid of all the guns and social justice so that people who are marginalized are not marginalized, you know, so... It means all that stuff too, but just on the personal uh, level, you know, that's, that's what I would like to see. Yeah. Beautiful. I like to live in that world too. Yes. So Lisa Parker, I, I appreciate you so much. You don't even know. I think about you a lot and I always send you love. I always send you, you know, good things. And if there's anything that I can do to help out, on this upcoming year. I would love to. Oh, we'd love to have you. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for what you're doing and all the work you do to promote peace. It's, yeah. you know, we're all doing it. We're all just contributing what we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm really happy to have this platform to bring people together, to bring awareness that it doesn't have to be you know, a big thing, you know, people can join up. Everybody wants peace. So how can we make it manifest? You know, how can we do it? And it's, it's people like you that step up and step into a role that scares the heck out of them, but they do it anyway. That's to me, that's bravery beyond bravery. So thank you so much for doing what you do. And I will keep this conversation going and we'll be following along with you and your work. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was great to be on your podcast and uh, it was wonderful to get the chance to talk with you. Really appreciate what you're doing. And, um, and thanks for lifting up Peace Day Philly. Really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Hey, you peace and love amplifier. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at peaceandloveamplifiers.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening. And remember to ask yourself, what's Am I feeding the field? Until next time.